0: The
1: man, the myth, the legend is Chad Prevost. Hey, it's great to be here. And you know, first and foremost, Dooner, oh. why are you wearing the gold chain? Why don't you tell everybody?
0: Well, everybody, if you know this theme song, you might have seen the <laughs> show that aired at uh, noon today. Was, uh, so, off the supply chain, hosted by Chad Prevost, that comes through live ah. at noon on Fridays.
1: On Friday, so
0: just released the version China Rising. And uh, surprise, surprise, I took you home the gold. Won.
1: You are very competitive in your competitive banter.
0: I know, and, and like but, I said at the end, my next goal is to go out and defend it. I, I don't want this chain to come off my neck yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, let it turn green. Who knows what will happen? Who knows what will happen? But well, uh, congratulations on that. You're quite the competitive banter. I, I have to give it to you.
0: Chad, you know, we were talking yep. about uh, green initiatives, right, on a recent episode of this. Yeah. And I don't know if you were watching that town hall last night, but someone had an idea. Some lady had an idea for a new campaign slogan. Yeah, And it was, uh, what do you think of this? You're a pollutant. There's too much CO2. Do we need to eat the babies?
1: There is too much CO2. <laughs> we're not doing enough. We're not doing it fast enough. We need to eat the babies. We need to. There's not enough time. We're running out of time. That that was
0: that was that was crazy. It's gonna be tough for me though, as you, as you may have seen on Twitter. Um, I, I'm trying this raw vegan diet, so I'm gonna have to abstain from um from this uh, patricide because I, I have babies. You know, more I for me. Yeah, more for uh, you.
1: No, so you, so you're going on a a raw
0: yeah. vegan yes. diet. So trying what, it for at least what, a month.
1: What's wrong with cooked?
0: What? You ever see Tom Brady? <laughs> yeah,
1: I see. see kind of hard to miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I don't know. Okay. Just give it a chance.
0: Give it a chance. So, I just... I had that issue with like with the gout and everything. So oh. and uh, on Freightways Radio this weekend, John Kingston and I, we interviewed this guy Steve. He um, uh, from I think it's from Run Strong is the company, wow. and he 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 was like in shape. He was a boxing coach and all of these different things. But he still like he did his diet wasn't where it needed to be. So now he runs like triathlons in his forties. He's uh, doing an Ironman competition, like Pickett. So I think there's something to it. And I was watching that documentary. Uh, it, it's, it's evading me now. It's the one that's produced by James Cameron and Arnold Schwarzenegger. But they were talking. They they really cover the uh, some of the myths about needing meat protein. So it was really interesting. Not not preaching to anyone else to do it. Just just a me thing. This
1: isn't a evangelist. Evangelizing. No. No. Okay.
0: Let's get to the headlines. Yeah. But first, we've got to pay the bills.
1: Oh, yes. Triumph Pay. Triumph Pay is the leading carrier payment platform in transportation with over 50,000 carriers paid. Triumph Pay helps to drive capacity, efficiency, and cash flow for brokers and shippers. Visit TriumphPay.com to learn more.
0: All right. Let's hit the music. Baby, All right. So this isn't good news. I think we have some better headlines than at the beginning of the week. We're like, it was all bankruptcies. But <laughs> this is this is still dark. news. This, so this is,
1: yeah, this is a lot.
0: Yeah. 6,000 Mexican auto workers were laid off by the ongoing UAW strike against uh, General Motors. UAW strike could cost GM. It's, it's getting expensive. Over a billion dollars lost in production. The United Auto Workers Union strike against General Motors has forced GM to stop production at more factories across Mexico. General Motors announced it is shutting down the auto factory complex in the Mexico City of Salio as of October 1st due to the lack of needed components from plants located in the United States. Yeah. The work stoppage affects those 6,000 employees in Mexico, many of whom were informed they would only receive a percentage of their salary while the strike continues in the U.S.
1: Of the 19,000 employees GM has throughout all of Mexico, all 6,000 who work at the Silao plant were sent home temporarily until operations in the United States resume, according to a report from BBC Mexico. The Silau factory manufactures and exports vehicles, such as the Chevrolet, Silverado, Cheyenne, and GMC Sierra models. The cuts at GM Silau plant brings the number of North American layoffs due to the UAW strike to around 10,000. GM has also shut down a plant in Canada due to the UAW. AW strike.
0: Yeah, and the thing here is the UAW strike against GM is in its 18th day. So it's almost going on 3 weeks now. Around 49,000 UAW workers at GM went on strike September 16th, yeah. seeking higher pay, greater job security and a bigger share of profit and protection of healthcare benefits from the company.
1: Okay. So uh in other news, Carrier agrees to pay. This got a lot of um uh, got a lot of comments.
0: It really did. And Car- we'll cover it in comment section review. Right yeah.
1: Carrier agrees to pay $22,500 to settle truck driver's EEOC lawsuit over service dog. So a Minnesota-based trucking company has agreed to pay $22,500 to settle a federal lawsuit stemming from allegations it required a truck driver to pay fees to have his certified service dog ride in the truck with him. As part of the settlement, Transport America of Egan, Minnesota has also agreed to revise its policies to allow drivers with disabilities to have a service animal to ride along without being charged. Hmm. The US Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, that's the E E O C, filed suit against Transport America on behalf of the truck driver Matthew Ellison thirty on my birthday, August twentieth, in the US District Court of the for the District of Minnesota. He, he was thirty
0: years old that like not Matthew Ellison the thirtieth very long line yeah. of Matthew
1: Ellison. Matthew Ellison turned, yeah, he, he is 30. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, you. Why do they put that in the article the, the, anyway? I don't know. It's, it's yeah. Kind of changed. The <laughs> EEOC alleged in the suit that the carrier did not make reasonable accommodations for Ellison and violated the Americans with Disabilities Act.
0: Yep. In court documents, the EEOC stated that Ellison, who suffers from social anxiety disorder and depression, notified the carrier of his need for this service animal to accompany him at all times. And it's a cute dog, too. In his complaint, the EEOC claimed that Ellison's service dog detects and warns Ellison about impending panic attacks, allowing him, and this is a quote, allowing him to move to a safe place and practice other therapeutic techniques to alleviate the attacks. Transportation America does have a dog policy that allows truck drivers to have the animals in their truck, but requires them to pay a $400 fee, and this is what it was contested right here, and it's an additional $3 weekly charge. you know, sounds kind of reasonable, but the policy also prohibits truck drivers from having their dogs with them during orientation in service facilities and requires them to be kenneled or leashed outside during this time, court documents alleged.
1: Greg, Greg, Gok,
0: Gokinor. Okay. The Gooch.
1: The uh, regional attorney for the EEOC's Chicago district had this to say. Employers must realize that they can't place unjustified restrictions on an employee's rights under federal law to have a service animal with him, regardless of what the co- company's policies say, we are pleased with Transport America's cooperation in reaching this agreement and removing the barriers in the way of drivers with disabilities. What do you think? I.
0: Th- do you think the fee is exorbitant and extortive? Or do you think like, because there's three, what is it? Like $12 a month but why plus 400
1: so Why the fee? Is it because like. It, like, is clean, it like a rent? Extra cleaning? Maybe like a rent
0: deposit? Like, you, you know, you rent your apartment, your your case your dog eats the walls or something. Hmm. Could be. I don't know. I don't know either. Interesting case, though. And, you know, I mean, with court fees and everything like that, what, what was he awarded? 22500 22, five. So, I don't was it even worth it? It sounds like they settled it because for them, at least, it wasn't really even worth it to go deeper. I don't think this guy made any money off this. I don't know. It would be it'd be sad if they kind of retaliate against him because it does sound like, you know, the guy's just trying to do his job and the, the dog helps him. But in the comment section, you, we're going to hear a diverse section of opinions on that one. Indeed. This is from one of my favorite articles because of my short attention span. It's uh, from today's <laughs> pickup. I believe Linda Baker did that. We saw her out at, uh, what was that, in Houston, the Trimble Conference, right? Yeah,
1: I've seen her in a lot of places. It's becoming a blur, but that's right. Last place was Trimble. See her
0: again in Chicago. She doesn't stop by the office before then. But it says, automation won't eliminate the job of truck drivers, study says. An economist and commissioner at the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics wanted you to know that automation isn't going to eliminate nearly as many truck driving jobs as people fear. In a study published in the Harvard Business Review, Maury Gittleman, the BLS economist and Christine Monaco, the commissioner, lists several reasons why the industry should breathe easier, at least a little easier.
1: And we've hit on a lot of these, but it's good that there is a study confirming some of these. First, truck drivers do more than drive trucks. And so even if the driving is automated, the work of customer service, loading, and more will still be in high demand. Second, regulatory and technology hurdles mean that automation of truck driving is Far into the future. I don't know how good of a reason that one is yeah. um, because the point I mean, is yeah, when it still, comes. Yeah. Uh, last, there simply aren't as many truck drivers in the U.S. as people think. Although many reports. <laughs> so I guess it's a capacity thing. It's like, yeah, it was, it was, it, like That's some know. weird phrasing. Yeah, okay. I, I, the first one, I think, is the, yeah. the most true. There's not as many at risk because there's not as many that have jobs to be getting That with. you really think okay. of. And uh, and by the way, it's a long time away. Yeah. Uh, we confirmed that. Although many reports peg the number of drivers at three million, in reality, quote, this is a quote. In reality, the amount is smaller, which means fewer jobs can be lost, even in a worst-case scenario. Huh. The author's right. Well, we we knew that too. Yeah. They uh, they put the number of drivers vulnerable to automation at about four hundred fifty-six thousand, a much smaller number than the self-driving truck headlines suggest, albeit still quite a significant one.
0: Okay. Right. Yeah, I don't know what to think with that one.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, a weasel wording. I thought there, right? we might like dive a little deeper into some of the reasons why they they, they didn't need to to fear. But well, I mean, the um, reason we can for it is, do that. Yeah, we yeah. will next we time. But the reasons were kind of stupid. because like, um, there's not as many. as yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, This is an interesting one. Maybe not surprising. Amazon scolded for being invasive on contract drivers. Amazon's response to concerns about the safety of its last mile delivery contract drivers was not enough. To satisfy one of the lawmakers looking into the matter, U.S. Senator Richard Blumenthal, Democrat from Connecticut, who, along with Senators Elizabeth Warren, Democrat (laughs) from Massachusetts, and Sherrod Brown, Democrat from Ohio, recently demanded Amazon stop doing business with contractors that that violate federal labor and motor carrier regulations, called the company's response to a set of inquiries evasive, and that it should throw open its books if it was committed to proving its safety record.
0: Yeah, Blumenthal said in a statement, uh, instead, as multiple press reports and their responses to our letter demonstrate, Amazon chose to hide behind its delivery partners and a mandated veal of secrecy. Veil. Veal? Veal. veal. <laughs> <laughs> they hid behind some veil. Veal. No, it was a veil of secrecy, yeah. like like at a wedding, right? A veil That's like a veil secrecy. when you take the veil off and yes. you kiss the bride. Uh secrecy to protect itself from a disastrous record in true accountability. The public deserves a substantive conversation about worker safety and a commitment to real reform. Amazon's time would be better spent working to provide specific answers to the questions we asked and addressed the troubling issue was raised. Blumenthal and his colleagues cited a year long investigation by BuzzFeed. We talked about that article before it was a great one. Yeah. And other reports claiming that Amazon continues to contract With last mile delivery companies that have uh, been sued or cited allegedly for failing to pay overtime, delaying breaks, sexual harassment, a lot of dirty dealings.
1: You know, and for like uh, apparently, I just came across this uh, a a kind of an in-depth article about how uh, pedestrians are now like getting killed and maimed. It's on the rise, and it's been on the rise for uh, the better part of a decade now. The reasons are many. We won't get into it, but like in light of these circumstances, and you have these crazy like you know violating, violating drivers on the road, even just with this last minute mile delivery service stuff. It's just concerning. So anyway, in response to being asked by the lawmakers, if the company would commit to ending contracts with companies that had violated labor laws or that have checkered track records, Brian Huseman, Amazon's vice president for public policy, said the company does not condone labor law violations. Oh, that's a relief, right? Yeah. Quote, where we find repeated violations or an inability to correct labor violations, we terminate contracts with delivery service partner program participants, Huseman said. We will continue to hold DSPs to high standards and take appropriate actions when DSPs fail to meet those standards. I would say that's it's that's that is evasive. It's just, you know, it's here's our rhetoric of how we really are more careful than you think. Anyway, yeah, I mean,
0: big company. It seems like when you use these third parties, it is to sort of shelter yourself from uh, from some regulations. I mean, that seems what they're going at here, right? With yeah. The, uh, with these allegations. Um, you know, we'll dive into that more. Nick Austin is back in town. Stone Cold Nick Austin. He's going to come in and tell us when it is going to stop being so hot out here in Chattanooga.
1: Stone Cold! Fast Paced Forecast. Come on in.
0: How,
1: <laughs> Hi. how you doing? Welcome back, sir.
0: Digging the chains. Yeah, well you, you gotta win on off the supply chain to get one. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you?
1: Oh, oh. I'm
2: over for one.
0: Oh yeah. Oh. I was too. I started at over for one too. <laughs> now I'm now I'm now I'm five hundred.
1: Uh all right, man. Well, hey, how you doing? Welcome back to oh, Florida. Thank you.
0: Yeah. How was it at? where'd you go?
1: Man, it's beautiful. Fort Lauderdale.
0: Now, there's a movie I watched called Crawl that takes place in Florida. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have to see this movie. You haven't seen it yet, but it's, it takes place during a Category 5 hurricane. And uh, there's flooding and all these alligators get loose. So I know there was like that viral picture during flooding of like a shark. Remember that one on the internet? There's like sharks swimming through yeah. floodwaters. Yeah. Is there a danger during these floods of, of reptiles, sharks, uh, dangerous animals being in the floodwater? Or are they like worried about their own survival? Probably a little of both. Okay.
2: I've never experienced that in person, so but okay. I can
0: imagine it wouldn't be impossible. Has anybody ever been attacked by a hurric- like an alligator during a hurricane? Not that I know
1: of. I are, was, there, I, are there really <laughs> shark natives? Like, no, doubtful.
0: I, I was looking up. I was looking this up though. The I was looking up all of the alligator attacks that have happened in the United States, and almost every single one of them is one of two things. It's usually either a woman walking a dog. <laughs> or, like, a robber who's, like, hiding in a swamp from the police. And if you go on Wikipedia and look up the alligator attacks in America, really exciting, like, go waste an hour doing it. But that's mostly what it is. It's usually, I'm serious, it's usually women walking dogs or or thieves hiding in the woods.
1: I admit, I remember getting so creeped out when I, I went to a friend's to water ski, and uh, and we had a great time water skiing, and it was in Florida. Yeah. And then that evening, as the sun was going down, I was seeing all these little orange, like, dots on the water. Piranha? And I was like dude, what is that? And he said, oh, those are the gator eyes. And I what? was like, those are the gators? There's gators everywhere that we've been water skating? <laughs> He's like, yeah, they leave you alone, though. Oh. If you just.
0: You don't have a dog or if you're not just- a thief. Yeah, apparently you've <laughs> narrowed it down. Yeah. Uh,
1: so Nick, what's going on in the,
0: in the wild world of weather out here, where we've been stuck in Chattanooga? It seems like it's been 97 degrees Matt, every day for the past hundred degree heat with yeah. records. It's, it was a, what was 101 degrees in Craig's Fuller Craig Fuller's car when he was leaving yesterday. That's right, according to Twitter. I mean, since they started keeping records
2: in Chattanooga, which is back in the 1870s or 1880s, okay, it's the first time we've hit 100 degrees in October. I mean, it's.
0: Really hot wow. stuff. Yeah.
1: Hot stuff. But it's almost over. Oh, it is. And, and yeah. now that that trended across the country, too. Oh, yeah. Way. A
0: lot of, I
2: mean, yeah. all the way up into the northeast, parts of the northeast and other areas of the southeast, Texas, places like that. So Okay. Well, but it's all us- starting to cool down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Give us the highlights and the lowlights. Yeah, anything disruptive going on? Well, we're going to cool into the 80s at least here yeah. this week. That'll feel nice, though. And then 70s next week, so it'll be nice. We'll get some rain back you finally. You know, Dooner's cool, and he lives in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Of so. course. Uh, <laughs> Eighteen in life. You That's got right. It. <laughs> I remember that song.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, but um, I'm living in the I, I in
2: remember the you.
0: Too. I'm sorry. I said I remember you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Still good
2: song so, too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you asked me a question. Outages. Is
0: yeah, and well, anything, any disruption, and, and disruptions, disruptions and yes. any disruptions to look out for.
2: It has not been a good week in Missouri. They okay. had heavy rain, Missouri, more, more flooding early this week. So uh, there's a whole about a hundred fifteen mile track of Norfolk Southern Railroad. From Kansas City to Moberly, Missouri, out of, that's suspended um, because of a uh, a rail a bridge in uh, central Missouri that because of log jams and flooding and debris flows basically knocked the bridge out and it fell into the water. Infrastructure so, raises uh-huh. its head again. Yeah, yeah. so a lo- so shippers the should are going to have to expect a lot of delays as far as uh, as far as rail freight through that area. they they're, they're going to have to. You know, just Norfolk Southern's going to have to try and find out how to reroute a lot of stuff. So, mm. um, you know, minimum two to three day delays.
1: I pronounce it Norfolk. Yeah. Norfolk. No, 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 F- 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 yeah, I mean, you'd be yeah. wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're from Virginia, you pronounce it Norfolk.
0: Nick, anything to look out for going into the weekend?
2: Uh, You know, that's the good thing is most of the United States can be pretty quiet. There's not yeah. going to be a lot of disruptive weather this weekend as far as snowstorms or a lot of severe weather. So that's the good news. Yay! Yeah, I mean... There's, it's just going to be some usual stuff as far as rain.
1: And How many more days are we going to be in hurricane season? Well, like it it, of
2: it officially runs through the end of November. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it, really longer it, than after things. Yeah, from June first okay. through the end of November. Okay. Um, but it looks very promising that we won't really see much more happening with this hurricane season. After, really? After certainly after next week, mm. indicate a lot of stuffs indicating that they're just. Won't, we won't have the ingredients for
0: aside from the Bahamas, a lot of tropical cycle. Aside from so. the Bahamas, quiet, quiet season, hurricane season for the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Atlantic season has been very quiet. You know,
2: yeah. I mean, Florida dodged a bullet. Um, unfortunately, parts of the Bahamas didn't, but here in the United States, not yeah. a whole lot. So it's fairly quiet. Yeah. Well, Nick, now
0: that you're back in the fold, and now you're, that you're back on on ground floor here, I'm, I'm sure your weather reports are going to be coming back up on Freightways YouTube channel absolutely youtube channel um on twitter
2: i'm at freight weather yeah so I post a bunch of stuff uh i post weather stuff on there all the time just as far as stuff that's happening across right. the country so. all right give us a little skid row i think that's more fun Dinner! all right, all right. No skid and then we'll end been, there we go okay nice Thank- wow. thanks for joining us today
0: hey i appreciate
2: you having me on it's yeah as as be first. back,
0: Welcome back. all right guys yeah also our seat neighbor upstairs that's right Ooh. yeah oh don't drop your phone now we have a uh, a young man who has climbed up the ranks here. He started out, you know, he's the he's the story you want to hear. Making his debut. It's Andrew Cox. Started out as an intern, and now he is a valued member of the freight research team. He's going to join us for a little segment we like to call... Blockchain. Off the blockchain. It's time we get off the blockchain. The blockchain? The blockchain.
1: Blockchain.
0: Let's make it digital.
3: Let's make it digital.
0: We're gonna get digital with Andrew Cox. We are talking about the Freight Tech 25 and the Freight Tech 100. The uh, the Freight Tech 100 is what we've been taking nominations on. That gets narrowed down to the, the deadline tech. is tomorrow. It is tomorrow. And if your marketing guy hasn't submitted your company and you do anything with Freight Tech, get a new marketing guy. You know, post a use uh, use some job tech to go post a resume. To get someone to put him in there, and I think Andrew's going to tell you why because it's a great opportunity, isn't it?
4: It is, yeah. It's an absolutely incredible opportunity. Oh, thank you for that. Uh, we've, you know, we've we've seen a lot of people that got nominated last year that have put it on their on their slide decks and they've promoted it all over the place. It is, uh, it's a very thorough. Uh, project. So I think it's not just a popularity contest like a lot of these awards are. So I think yeah. we do it right. And I think we've got an incredible panel of people that do the do the judging on it. So if you are nominated, it is an incredible uh, uh, an honor. So and, yeah. And you can't be
0: recognized if you're not nominated.
4: Correct. Uh, and we've had, I think, over 300 companies nominated so far. Uh, I yep. do want to make a note that the more times you're nominated, it doesn't help you at all. So yeah. we've had some you companies like the 100, 100 uh, nominations, and that makes my job a bit tedious. Using but, their bot tech? Yeah, something like uh, that. Yeah, to, to <laughs> stuff yeah, because the box.
1: um, it's determined uh, by a single point system.
0: You know, I had on Next Trucking, I had Lydia Yan on Freightwaves Insiders, which is out now, freightwaves.com slash podcast, or your favorite podcast player of choice, Freightwaves Insiders. But she was on from Next Trucking. They've raised, uh, I think, over $124 million in venture capital. They raised, what, $97 million for their digital freight matching project just this year alone. Incredible story by an incredible woman, five foot two inch Chinese lady. Uh, started out with two employees, now they have over 200 and uh, they're big Marvel Avenger fans. But I think that they also might do quite well in the Freight Tech. They will. Yep. And 25. They, are,
4: they are nominated currently. Yeah.
0: Do you think they make the 25? Uh, probably. I mean, yeah. they've,
4: they've had a lot of buzz. I think that a lot of this. Um a lot of the voters take into perspective how many news headlines you've made over the last couple of years. And, and it helps if you've had a big funding round, you've come out with a big project. If you've had your name in a freight waves headline, that is a big help mm-hmm. uh, in voters' background.
1: Next Trucking also has a really cool website. I, yeah. I noticed that like a year ago as we were kind of emerging. And I was like, look it. I mean, they, they have – it's very slick, sophisticated, makes the future look uh, exciting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, who are you? So you are. You have an interesting task, and you have some real insight into this, because you are going through all of the nominations. Are there any names that have popped up to you that you're expecting to see, names that you haven't seen yet? What What is your sort of takeaway so far from this process?
4: Yeah, well, I've got a couple of companies we'll talk about here in a moment, but some of the interesting themes, I think. We didn't have, uh, you know, the, the big autonomous trucking is a big... A, big uh, freight tech deal Uh, whether they've made that much progress or not is uh, up to someone else but Mm -hmm. there's like five or six autonomous trucking companies that have been nominated which it'll be interesting to see if any of them pop up in the top 25 Uh, we've had loads of of digital freight matching apps probably Mm -hmm. 15 or so yeah Uh, see if any of them pop in we only had uber freight and convoy last year um, Convoy just added that free TMS, too, and I think that that is going to make their
0: platform all the more sticky and really keep people inside that ecosystem. I think that was a very smart move by Convoy, and I think that's yeah. going to probably put them in the top 10 if I was voting.
4: Oh, certainly, yeah. A lot Con- of smart moves by them. Yeah, Convoy is. I think they are they have uh, that kind of number one spot in the digital freight matching at this point. Yeah. They're killing it. Uh, but, yeah, I've got a couple companies. Uh, one that I think will jump in the top 25 uh, that's not in the top 25 currently, another that I think is going to fall from their top 25 ranking, maybe not fall out, but fall, and then a third that I think will rise uh, they're low in the top 25 and they're going to pop up. Okay. Uh, so, the first that I think is going to fall in the top 25, it's a big company with a big name, and that is Tesla. Oh. They were number three last year, mm. and I think that number three hype was solely on that uh, the overhyped Tesla semi that yeah. we haven't heard much, uh, <laughs> much from. No, from uh, About then, yeah, it yeah. has fizzled. And, and let's remind the reminder- We've seen a few
0: road tests of them. Like, there's been like uh, people on like Twitter who've caught them on the road, pulling some impressive loads, but there has been like really no. There's been no press invites, there's yeah. Been no is, road testing it Elon, it seems like a like... pretty,
1: yeah, dysfunctional company. Are the top five last year was Amazon, G 44 yeah. Tesla, XPO?
4: No, I don't think XPO, I think it was uh, XPO was 15. Yeah, it was uh, number was, four. Who was may, four? Maybe Hunt was it may five. have been Convoy, number four. Uh, Convoy was four, I think, I think it was okay. Uh, So, yeah, I see Tesla falling simply because, again, the the news headlines, they're not in the news. The voters are going to – although they may be – they're also a very innovative innovative company. I I think they they stick in the top 25 but fall from number three. Yeah. And then on the flip side, I got a company that I think is going to rise in the top 25, and they're doing similar things, and that is Nikola Motors. Mm -hmm. They snuck in at at number 24 uh, last (laughs) year. Uh, and they have had a, an incredible year they had a great unveiling yeah. at uh, at Westworld in April they unveiled five new emissions free vehicles two of which are day cabs uh, and they've they've got big news of a big production plant in Arizona plus yeah
1: like, their hydrogen approach yeah. is really uh, for quite a while we've been thinking that you know that that's there's something to it they, and they're oh, yeah. infra- the infrastructure the ability to build with their 10 year plan of what 700 hydrogen uh, fueling stations across the the nation. It it just seems a lot less pie in the sky, a lot more realistic than a lot of, say, like the Tesla stuff um, that we have been coming
4: across. I agree. Yeah, I think they're also making a battery Uh, Battery truck, but they are uh, full on focused on the on the hydrogen. And I think because of the news they've made, they've got like 14 billion or so in back orders. They say, and like a thousand trucks for Manheimer Bush. I think all these headlines are going to be in voters voters uh, ahead, and I see them jumping up uh, from that 24 spot. Okay. Yeah. And then, lastly, got one more company that I think is going to jump into the top twenty-five that was not there last year, and that is Freytos, uh mm. Israeli-based international yeah. freight marketplace driver. Also
0: on Freightways Insiders. Yes, fantastic. Uh,
4: they have had an incredible summer. It was like one massive airliner after another was signing with them. It was uh, you know IAG, Lustanza, over and over and over. And oh, they also yeah. uh, well because signed... they
0: start out in the water, so they're now they're bringing the air into the folds, yeah. and maybe at some point from there they'll be hitting the land, but. Z seems right now. He seemed very focused on expanding the ocean offerings and and just making those inroads that they are doing such a great job in the air at the moment.
4: Yeah, I mean they're they're they have had a smashing year. Uh, they also got like fifty million in funding at the end of last year, uh, and then on top of that, they are friends of Freightwaves. They have yeah. a bunch of uh, Freitos indices. Yes, Freitos uh, in Baltic Index. Yeah, which we like
0: that very much. What about Flexport? I mean, they got that billion dollar in funding, but. In terms of like headlines and innovation, I'm not like what we don't hear a ton about. It. Like the most that we heard is like they got a lot of money, great. And there that, it and is. That kind that's of, like, I mean, we, we haven't heard much. It's pretty yeah. much it. It's
4: like you get a billion dollars, and that's pretty much just takes over all the headlines for the next few months and. Uh, you know, we haven't heard many massive, you know, contract signees like we have from, yeah. from Freitos
0: So I don't know. They're going to be on, they, one, someone from them is going to be on Insiders in the next week or two. So that, oh, that's something like I'm really curious too, because I imagine they're taking all this money and investing it and there seems to be some secrecy around it, right? Because we haven't heard that much about it. So I, I imagine there's got to be something cooking.
4: Oh, there has to be. I mean, yeah. you get a billion dollars, there's something going on. Yeah. Some great
0: parties at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, well, Andrew, thanks for thank you for joining has been us a today. Party. Gab- yeah, how do people uh, reach out to you? Uh, so I am, I guess I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm not really on Twitter much. Um, LinkedIn, Andrew Cox. Okay, uh, probably the best way. Cool. And All this right. is thanks. your first time, you got to
0: hit the cowbell.
1: Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, here we are.
0: Nice, good stuff, my friend. Thank
1: nice hitting of the cowbell, and what a debut appearance! What a debut! A lot of great information, and now we have Seth Holm coming in here, Seth Holm, to play a little game we like to
0: call. Earnings over under. He's in the uh, green room chair making his way to the stadium. Earnings over under. Boom! Another gentleman from the Freightways Research Group. There was your protege. Uh, I know. Man. uh, How does it feel molding a young mind of America like that who started out as an intern for you? Did you ask him? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to see it. Well, it's like a a police interview. You got to separate the two people to make sure their stories line up. <laughs> uh you know
3: Anders a great hungry smart kid um yeah. you know he's he's got really good excel skills and uh he's he's also really advanced for his age uh
1: analytically and all that so Yeah, yeah and you know what he is also a very advanced cornhole player He yes. and I are almost unbeatable and that's a challenge Yeah you all guys right.
0: play every Friday right Yeah he does, and you're very, as as competitive as I am in supply chain games, you are as competitive <laughs> in cornhole.
1: Well, anyway, uh, it was yeah. great to have him on. He was uh, very impressive. Uh, no good deed goes unpunished. We're going to have him on again. Yeah. And you are a tough opponent on earnings over under, yeah. but I'm willing to give this
0: a <sighs> whirl. He, the Freightways Research Group dominated him last week with Kevin Hill beating yeah. him. So I
1: mean, did he dominate me? I don't know. It was 3-2. to two
0: since you're the loser we'll let you go first
1: oh okay
0: the first one is pepsico okay earnings per share at dollar fifty uh uh
1: it was uh i'm gonna say under a dollar fifty okay
3: definitely over the stock got a nice
0: pop it sure did and
1: and they attributed
0: it to the increased advertising that they had is causing consumers to shop more aggressively this is from a. Uh, CFO Hugh Johnston he said that on CNBC's Squawk Box and he said their advertising's really paying off and they're get, making great inroads with things like Doritos and Gatorade and mm-hmm. I think that they their slogan
1: is always well, been I like, must have had bad information because I think I saw a $1.49
0: Well, you were wrong.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, $1.56. You all right.
0: you got it right. Um, does that wow. does that surprise you at all though?
3: No, I mean, it's a very well-run company. I think it's actually uh, pretty dramatically outperformed Coke over the last sort of five and ten years and all oh, that. Oh, really? They, uh, amazingly, like, uh, as, as much as people uh, are against junk food and non-organic and all that, they still like their salty snacks. Yeah, I uh, think a lot of Frito us The Frito-Lay business is doing well.
0: Even those of us that are trying to eat healthy, there's still, like, that point of the night when you, when you want to munch, mm-hmm. and, you know, even that raw vegan diet, you've got to find, like, you know, some... <laughs> <laughs> Some potato chips. You better go to bed early. I do the know. Carrots and uh, hummus. Yeah. Carrots and hummus. Yep. It's, uh, it's yummus. Bought a lot of that. That's good stuff. Though. Costco, another retail store. Okay. Lead us off. Earnings per share: two fifty four.
3: You know, I I know they. I think the same store sales number was a little bit light. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say they beat on earnings uh, over.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go under. <laughs> 269
0: He is right. Yeah. Oh, wow. CFRA analyst uh, Garrett Nilsson was rating Costco stock as a hold with a 285 target. He believes that the shares are fa- fairly valued at their current level, but it said that uh, we see the shares valuation being maintained by relatively strong near-term trends. However, they think the lack of margin expansion increased competition with low-cost goasters, especially Walmart. So they're seeing Walmart as a much bigger right. competitor in e-commerce business is adding some risk for the coming quarters. So they're kind of saying it's a, it's a hold, maybe yeah. a buy, but you might want to sell pretty soon.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, if you've ever taken a look at a long-term chart of Costco, yeah. uh, it's absolutely unbelievable.
0: So Yeah, you would hold.
3: Yeah, yeah, I would. I, we're lost, not I, I love Costco. Here, but if, if you were yeah.
0: a Costco stockholder, you'd help. You,
1: you can't you can't help but go there and come away spending five hundred dollars. Yeah. On whatever it, I mean, it, it does not matter? I know. Like, is, have you bought your I, coffin from there?
0: Well, no.
3: What I, <laughs> uh, I have not bought my coffin, but <laughs> they sold uh, those, right? Or they? No, fold? I have a little uh, g- game that I play where my wife and I go, and uh, it, you know, I ha- I make sure I look through the cart at the end
0: that we didn't buy s- yeah. too many unnecessary things because that can then tack on an to extra happen. couple hundred yeah. dollars. That's yeah. like how the dollar store works, right? Like you go in there and you're like, okay, I'm going to get like, I don't know, like hair ties for my wife and like a comb. And the next thing you know, you have like $36 worth of like just straight junk.
1: Yeah. it's yeah. And it's hard to find room for that five gallons of mayonnaise in your fridge. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just...
0: here's a newer company, Stitch Fix. Stitch yep. Fix, they are an online fashion couture, fashion branding company. Stitch Fix. What they do that's kind of interesting is you put on like a fashion profile in there. They use data based on like your location and your build and all that stuff to be, a, I guess, your personal stylist. Yep. If you want to advertise on the show, I'd send Chad and I some. They are personal <laughs> stylists. What do you think? You think you can improve upon this? Yeah. Um, my
1: wife enjoyed some Stitch Fix for a while, and I think Bradford still does use hmm, it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm. Um, it's that. It's that. Kevin, we too. talked. We talked about that on Matt um, Hill.
1: Uh, we talked about how like that curated, uh, Fashion, shipping. Yeah. You know, sir, like people like that. They they like being for surprised. a bit,
0: but subscription. But but cancellations were big too, and that was yeah. like the big problem, right? Is that like yes. after six months,
1: hard to hold their attention. People would be like, yeah. Because sure. I think what happens,
0: you're, you're excited the first, couple. Like even with, like Blue Apron and stuff, you're excited at first. Yeah. The first few weeks, but then like stuff just keeps showing up, and yeah. I think like it piles up and kind of becomes a burden. Or like you have a week where you're not home to cook with like with the meals, and right. then it just goes to waste, and you're like. Or after we should a while, the
1: Stitch Fix is like, okay, I have now twenty three yeah. shirts, you know, and yeah. they keep on uh-huh. coming. And now, like my friends
0: are making fun of me because it's like too noticeable that you know I'm trying to be too, too suave. Yeah, but anyway, Stitch right. w- earnings per share four cents.
1: Uh, I'm gonna say over. Okay.
0: Uh, it's
3: over. Uh, full disclosure, I own the stock. I'm a believer in Stitch uh, Fix. Okay. It's oh. very on. polarizing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't like it, uh, but I do think that the algorithms and the data science- Did uh, they send you this? Wow. They did not. Oh. But uh, so you, you guys are, that's the where I, I used to cover that sector. So um, I, uh, I watched that is, one closely.
1: I, this guy's tough. It's not fair. Not a, to, that was not a fair not one fair. for me. Yeah.
3: But I'm not recommending stocks on the air. Everybody do your no, own. No, homework. we're not, yeah, we're not but, recommending anything But here. I do. I know it well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what it was overbought? it was overbought it was about 30 uh, a few months ago and then Amazon uh, made some headlines about competition and that's yeah. when it sold off and I got in I'm a little bit
0: too early but uh <laughs> yeah. we'll see oh, what seven, cents. So 7 cents. So I The don't company send said a chance. Well they have the company said that it has 3.2 million clients at the end of the quarter. It's up 18% from uh, a year yep. previous. Looks like they're doing pretty good. Their revenue is up from 438 million to 442. Uh they're making 20% extra in revenue. So Smart move, right? Fairly robust investment. And now it said, well, now this is the interesting part. They're saying that a lot of their investments now are going towards data science and engineering. So I guess that is trying to do a better job of staying on top of fashion and, and trend lines, right?
3: Yeah, and they, they have Netflix's old uh, chief data scientist uh, running their business. And so uh, what what you guys... Is that a good s- thing?
0: Netflix makes like the worst recommendations yeah, for movies. <laughs> that,
3: that's true, but they, they're an early mover and leader in, in that yeah. kind of stuff. Spence. Um
0: so. Netflix will be like in like you're recommended to you, it'll be like 31% like, rec- like oh, you'll hate it. Here, watch this. <laughs> you just,
3: you have to hit the, yeah, I like the Netflix algorithm, yeah. but uh, you have to hit like and you have to tell them what you like. Yeah. If yeah. you don't, it's going to be pretty bad. No, well, I, 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 it works for me. It, it was very much trained, though.
0: It, it, it's clearly trained so that they can promote their content, original they, content. Yeah, sure, it yeah, definitely. Sure. And they, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just saying. All right. Bed, Bath, and Beyond. Earnings per share, 26 cents.
1: That's uh, your turn. Yeah.
3: You know, I'm going to go under. This is a serial underperformer, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I they always miss on sales. But I'm I'm going to say under.
1: Well, without any other options at my disposal, yeah. over. Whoa! Whoa, smart move, nice
0: gamesmanship. They did go over, so I think the expectations were set. So at 26 cents, they went over 34 cents. Okay. So nice. Uh, yeah, the discount retailer is facing some real headwinds, though. So they went over, but retail and I think their stock was down right afterwards. So um, retailers are succeeding right now, have more more diverse product lineups, is kind of what they're saying about that. Simply targeting home goods isn't enough, and uh, they don't think their e-commerce offerings are robust enough. So I think people are kind of thinking bed, bath, and beyond. So it's still the same story. I think they're lagging behind, but they still did an earnings beat, so they're still making the revenue.
1: Well, yeah. I'm lagging behind right now.
0: Yeah. You
3: often see that though in uh, in those types of stories when they're when they're really under pressure, they
0: really start to cut the cost. Yeah. Last one, constellation brands, earnings per share two sixty one.
1: I'm going to say under. Mm-hmm. A little underperforming.
3: Yep, I know this one too, under. You guys are wrong. It was over. Oh, well, it was. Yeah, uh, so, it sold off hard, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So what happened is,
0: uh, and I'll give you both a fail. It, it was over. It was 272. And all of them were over. It was all good news this week, wasn't it? But so what happened is Constellation Brands, they had, uh, they're the bands brand, Corona, Monza, they're mostly yep. beer, right? Beverage. They got involved in the marijuana game. Yep. Canopy Growth Corp. Yep. And Canopy Growth Corp has lost $484 million. They've done terribly.
1: But maybe yeah, had these earnings expectations. They got too deep into the weeds. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. Oh,
0: nice pun. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, I lost two yeah. to one. Oh, you did to I... one. Yeah, okay. yeah.
3: You did it. You won. Congratulations. Oh, Seth. I'm disappointed with that constellation.
0: though. I should have. That was a that was a whiff for me.
1: It was a bit of a whiff.
0: Um. Wow. Lost
1: opportunity for me on that one.
0: We're gonna cover this more with the research team on Monday's show. But where is the PPI at this week? Uh, thirty. So, oh man, yeah, it's coming
3: down more. Uh, if you I know. did, you did you look at the economic data in the stock market this week? That that's yeah, kind of a why. little bit. Uh, the ISM in particular, yeah. Well, really that came out on bad. Monday, right? And that yeah. was, yeah. Uh, I checked it not, out when I, both I was ISM, like, yeah, it
1: keeps kind of moving that. Way. And actually,
0: a listener asked us to, to dive into that. So, can you just give us like maybe like ninety seconds on the ISM and what that data told us?
3: Yeah. So there's two main ISMs. One was early in the week. That's the manufacturing index. Yeah. Um, that one came in at forty-seven point eight. Uh, below 50s, a con- contraction. Yeah. And that's the lowest reading we've gotten in over 10 years since June of 2009. So wow. you don't have to be a genius to kind of figure out that that's not great. Yeah. Um, and then and uh, an early
1: indicator. Right. 2009 was a bad year.
3: Yeah. But <laughs> the good news is that's 12% of GDP manufacturing. Yeah. It's not, we're not living in 1900 anymore. But yeah. uh, the bad news is the ISM non manufacturing just came out yesterday or the day before. That's services, which is the majority of our economy. That one also missed expectations. Mm. But that one's at 52, so it's right above that sort of – it's and still trash. in that expansion area, mm-hmm. but it's it's teetering.
0: How important is this year's holiday season to set the tone for 2020?
3: Uh, I think it's crucial. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, consumer spending is almost 70% of our economy. It's the last thing that's still strong
0: and holding up. Yeah. Uh, we need it to be a good holiday. It's, and it seems like so many people are just trigger happy on their, like, wanting there to be – like, they're like, where's this recession? Where is – like, all year yeah. we've been here – like, they want it to happen, and then when right. it doesn't, they're like – I don't know if it's like they're mad, their mather prediction didn't come to fruition or
1: right. it just seems like it's it's just it's just right over that turn. If you just keep predicting it enough, it'll eventually happen. Well,
3: Australia hasn't had a recession since 1990, so yeah. 29 years. Um so and and now that we have more interventionist monetary policy and yeah. they watch the stock market really closely, I think it makes more sense hmm. uh that maybe I don't want to jinx us here yeah. on air, but uh yeah, I hope I hope at least uh that we're not going to have I think it's going to be uh, you know, quick, sharp recessions as opposed to hopefully not even more 2008s anytime soon. Yeah, and
0: then just quick corrective measures, yeah. whether it be on uh, lending or whatever it takes to, to, to make the
1: economy more robust.
0: Yeah, I hope so.
1: Well, right. thank you for yeah, that thanks analysis. For you want to hit the cowbell, Seth? Yes, Seth, Congratulations win. on winning. I've lost two in a row now. You think Georgia's going to win this weekend?
3: Uh, we better. I think we're a big favorite, and Tennessee's uh, you know, struggling. So oh, you I, are playing like Tennessee? I, yeah, I'll All be right. disappointed All if right. we don't win, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see.
0: That would okay. be
1: shocking. Thanks, that. All righty.
0: Hmm, well, now it's that time of the show where we hear back from, uh, who would that be, the listeners, right, Chad? Yeah. All right, let's get them back up here.
1: This is always a very entertaining <laughs> time. Oh, what is it? Oh,
0: you know, I'm in, wrong, I'm in the wrong battery of sounds.
1: Let's move this right over here. There we go. Action
0: Rodeo! Yay! Giddy up! This is when our listeners say yay or nay to some of our articles on uh, on the new and improved FreightWaves.com. This was from the article about the, the dog, right? Yeah. The carrier agrees to pay $22,500 to settle truck driver's EEOC lawsuit over a service dog. Matt Nicholson, he says... Nice that they are accommodating for him and nice to see such a good boy. Girl, happy traveling. <laughs> happy traveling, earning to the both of them. What a good doggy! You're a good doggy. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, I liked reading that
1: one. Uh, Todd says, let me know how you feel when this guy has a panic attack driving through a big city like Atlanta and does something stupid and kills someone. If you have issues like this, you should not be allowed to have a CDL. There are many medical conditions that will disqualify you from driving a truck for good reason. These things aren't toys.
0: Well, Harry, he has to say, the FMCSA really needs to crack down on this nonsense. If someone is so mentally ill that they lie and claim they need a service animal then they need to stay the hell off our public highways. If my wife and kids got killed by one of these idiots trying to operate heavy machinery with mental illnesses, I swear to
1: God. (laughs) Fired up. Sally Nemitz writes, I drove OTR for eight years. I also suffer from depression and am under a doctor's care for it. I also got a dog to travel with me. It never occurred to me to object to fee. I thought it was reasonable. Having the dog with me made me a better driver. Not only did the dog help me deal with the loneliness, she also got me out of the truck when I was shut down. Good I, point, right? Yeah. I greatly appreciated my carrier, Crete, allowing me to have my dog, but I felt any fees I had to pay were reasonable. I think TA got the shaft on this one.
0: That was the $400, I guess, sort of deposit, the initial fee, then the $3 a month. So I think she thinks the loss, it was a little bit... A little bit frivolous
1: again, though. But I just don't. Why the fee to have a service animal? Like, I don't know. You know what I take umbrage
0: though. Like yeah. the guy's issue is social anxiety, right? Yeah. You're driving a truck. Like you're not going to have like a pa- a social panic attack while you're driving a truck. So I don't see what his point was about. Like, I don't see why the dog's a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they they also had points like if you if you're that if you might have a panic attack while driving a truck. Then you really maybe shouldn't be driving the truck. I, I, uh,
0: but has he had panic attacks while driving? I mean, we don't I'm, know. That's cited there, it doesn't seem like he has. I think that the idea of having a dog with you is probably good for for trucker mental health. Like like Sally yeah. said, she's she's at least done this. I mean, a lot of these people who were upset against it seemed kind of speculative. You know, they're like gatekeeping. Like oh, I don't have a dog with me. You can't have a dog either. <laughs> I like the guy who was like, "Good boy, good girl," though. That was funny. Know. And Sally said you know it really did help her get through this stuff and the only her, her only issue was she didn't think the lawsuit was necessary. Fair enough. From the article Loss of Parcel Select like business could hit USPS hard, consultancy says, and this is Stephanie Proctor. And wow, she's got a whole story here. I got to hold this up. They should lose every bit of it. Customers are sick and tired of paying for express and overnight and prime delivery and then the USPS getting a hold of it and sitting on it. They can't handle delivering their own packages, much less another company's. In the past year alone, I've had to offer multiple refunds to customers because Amazon has chosen to use USPS to send the last bit of shipping on a two day guaranteed package through USPS. Never makes it. Uh, rare. So, so she. Oh, here we goes. We even ordered a live rare aquarium fish. <laughs> That had a guaranteed 24-hour delivery in a special package and everything. It was shipping on a Friday morning, made it to Atlanta by 7 Mm a.m. We were in Orlando. It sat in the belly of a plane. Not in the live animal cargo where it should have been until 5 p.m. that evening, even after calling us numerous times. Then we were told it was too late to transfer to another plane and deliver, so it would be Monday before it was delivered. This was in August in Atlanta in Georgia. Spent all weekend between us, the store owner and USPS trying to get this $300 fish. Mind you, $125 was guaranteed 24-hour live animal delivery fee. They finally got the fish. It was very well cooked and dead.
1: Mm, wow, that got dark. <laughs> that took a turn. Stinky fish Monday afternoon, she says. I know. Uh wow. Man, what a story there. What a fiasco. Yeah. Uh Van says, I moved home from Charleston, South Carolina. I paid to have my parcel shipped by the U.S. Postal Service. The lost they lost one of my boxes, which contained most of my theology books, my license, as well as my sermons, and they did not care. They did not contact me. I continuously reached out to them. No one tried to even tell me anything. Just because I did not have insurance, I paid to have those things shipped. They, they were not shipped for free. I have very little respect for the U.S. post office. They lost private personal items of mine that I could never get back. Um, wow. Huh. His sermons. Studying theology more than perhaps punctuation yeah, well, you have a little it's bit of experience country.
0: like that. Are these like very sort of like proprietary, very personal books that that people would use for their sermons?
1: Um, I mean, if I guess if you're, they're your sermons, you know, it's oh. is that's for, not to you, people like it's, it's just us- like anything. It's like if, I, if they were my writings of any kind, right? If but they're,
0: they're not just read. So like, sermons are not just a reading out of a Bible. I guess is what I'm asking. Right. Okay. Yeah. What is it like yeah. the the color you put around the? The Bible, yeah, like the give, verse you put like, around. Like
1: pastors, they'll say, "Well, I have to give an illustration." Okay. which means tell a story. Yeah, you know, a real life story to connect yeah. to the the ancient stories.
0: The ancient stories of when the post office, I guess, worked better. <laughs> okay, uh, so pa- Palio X or Paio, pa- Paolo. Paolo X. He'll he'll take us out. He says, "Life goes on, people. We adjust, we adapt, and we'll be okay in a society that now demands free two-day shipping." Much like their four dollar coffee, get over it. There'll be worse coming as we end this whiny hipster and ninny decade. Oh man! <laughs> oh,
1: oh. Man, four dollar <laughs> coffee. Where do you uh, get that?
0: I know. I, well, I my <laughs> mine so was like, like a bargain. Ninety six. I know. It seems like uh, a good deal these days.
1: Even in Chattanooga,
0: you, you know, people say cost of living is low, but I, like restaurants here, I, I feel like the prices have gone up. Right? Yeah, they're as
1: expensive as anywhere.
0: I know. The taco nuga was up. Um well, that rounds us out. Thank, thank you for listening to us. And I heard we were, there were some audio difficulties if you are watching on the video stream. We might be able to match up the audio track we're recording the backup here. So go to YouTube if you want to hear the nonsense we were talking about for the first 15 minutes. That is uh, FreightWays.com's YouTube channel. When you get there, you know what you do, Chad? You bang that cowbell. You bang the bell because you get a notification whenever we put a new video up. Uh, also, you can like us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. That's where all these things are streamed. Maybe not Twitter anymore. I think it's on Facebook and LinkedIn. But go over there. You can see our feeds as they happen live. Uh, You can follow us still. The audio version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere. Podcasts are heard around Around the the world. world. FreightWaves.com slash podcast for all of our other shows. Off the supply chain. That's out on Fridays. That is
1: Chad Prevost. Little baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like to write those scripts for it and do a little hosting, but it's a big team effort. And uh, congratulations again to you on your win as one of those panelists. You're the yeah. guys a- a- answering the questions that I'm putting to you. And, you know, we're going to be in Chicago. We'll be in Chicago yeah. uh, Tuesday
0: and Wednesday. We have a, we kind of have a busy day Wednesday, but I think we might have some time Tuesday. If if you guys are out there, you want to reach out to us uh, at Timothy Dooner on Twitter. He's at Chad Prevost. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. Um let us know. Maybe we'll uh, we'll run up and, and say hi to you if you're a, you're a listener or you, you have something to talk about. Chicago, show us around the city. Show us the, the sights and cities. sounds.
1: They don't call it the windy world city fair for
0: nothing. Waves live. Get your tickets. There's only uh, I think 38 days to go.
1: Wow, eat 38
0: it. days. That's going to be in Chicago as well. We'll get a chance to scout it out. What do you want to do? What's the first thing you want to do when we get to the midway?
1: I want to eat a slice of Chicago style pizza.
0: I don't think you get it by the slice. You got to get like the whole like the whole dish, the that, whole deep dish. That's fine with me. Yeah. I can't
1: wait. It comes in a skillet.
0: Oh! A nice yeah, tray. Yum! Yeah. Any other suggestions, things we should visit out there, we'll be more than happy to check them out. That's uh, that's that's going to be about it for us, right? Anything start else? Start up the engine! Let's start up the engine give a little dedication. Little Cowbell for all the listeners who tuned in this week. Little Cowbell for uh, the Freightways production team for doing a great job in all these shows down here.
1: Cowbell to all of you living in the 1980s. Little out for Good uh, Row. Bring Sebastian Bach back, man. Look out for
0: uh, those, all the workers on strike who just lost their job. No You've don't. been listening to What the truck. truck. Hopefully all those things get settled. A uh, little cowbell for peace and happiness in the world, and man. And the
1: Three Sisters Bluegrass Festival, free fe- festival here in Chattanooga. Maybe we'll see you there. Have a great weekend, everybody. We out.